What's up, podcast? It's me. Uh, pretty exciting news for everybody who owns a Roku. I'm on it now. And so if you have a Roku, you should be able to find it. So if you want to check out the article on how to sign up on Roku, GaryVEE.com slash GaryVEE Roku, R-O-K-U. And uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, I, I think the distribution of my content on OTTs is important. And uh, and I'd love to get some feedback. I want to see how the experience is. So anybody can hit me up on Twitter where I'm engaging tremendously. Um, let me know how the Roku experience uh, is with my content. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. See ya. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Because we're going to be get some things in this morning. Uh, I want to talk about a couple of core things. I want to talk about two very opposite things. One, probably more mindset, just kind of what, you know, it's funny, when I think about motivation and mindset, they don't come natural to me. It's not what kind of gets me going. It, it, it really goes into a place more of just strategy. To me, it's just practical. If you're actually optimistic or if you're in the right place, you're able to do the actions needed to get the results that you want. So I wanna talk a little bit about strategy. I think some will take it into motivation and mindset. That's fine and I'm thrilled, but it's strategy. AKA, let's just get, actually I can make this very quick. We are just completely in this incredible place of unlimited options. I, I just, struggle with people's inability to have perspective on where they sit in opportunity in a 7.7 billion person world. If you are sitting in this arena this morning, your rank amongst the 7.7 billion people in the world when it comes to opportunity is fucking ridiculous. I have the privilege of being a, a well member of a nonprofit called Charity Water and I, I highly recommend you take a look at it. If you actually, whatever you complained about in the last 48 hours, if you understood that there are millions of people who don't have access to fresh water, who literally woke up this morning and walked seven miles one way and then back to create some level of fresh fucking water for their family when that shit was literally accessible to you in the sink in your bathroom, you fucking complain you are fucking out of your mind. I literally feel that so much of what I'm able to accomplish or the happiness I have, and honestly, fuck a focus group of one, when I look at thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of other people who are happy, forget about Benzes and shoes and homes and planes, the ROI of life is not money, it's being happy. And when I look at the people that I see that are happy, regardless of their income levels or success or fame or notoriety or money, so much of that is completely predicated on the fact that either their parenting or circumstance helped them have actual perspective to what the hell is going on here. And so I will tell you this, my number one thing, probably on the back of the fact that my mom, 
who had a difficult life of losing her mom when she was five and growing up in Soviet Russia and plenty of things, being poor when we came to America. The fact that that woman never complained once, probably, and I mean once, I lived an entire life where I watched my mother live her life knowing her circumstance and never complain once, of course that had a huge impact on my inability or tolerance for complaining when I know that the tens of thousands of people in this room have the ability to do whatever the hell they want because, oh by the way, not only were you blessed to be living in America, not only were you blessed with a million other variables, but a lot of things that we talk about, and I'm so happy so many things have popped up in culture where we talk about you know, unconscious bias or, or privilege, and that's so good, and I'm so glad we're having those conversations, but the privilege that everybody in this room has that your great-grandparents didn't have, your great-great-grandparents didn't have, your great-great-great-grandparents didn't have is regardless of how much debt you have or responsibilities or I have to feed my kids or put clothes on backs or whatever your thing is, debt or responsibilities or most likely you bought too much shit you didn't need and now you have to work to pay for that bullshit. Right? Because so many people, I love the people that buy a home that has four extra rooms that they never fucking use and then they have to keep a job that they fucking hate to pay for a house that has four bedrooms that they never fucking use. I know, my guy. Facts. But the great privilege that all of us have is no matter how tough it feels or what kind of golden handcuffs you have or the pressure that you feel, the fact that everybody here can eat shit from eight in the morning to 7 p.m. to pay their dues and still come home and have this thing. This phone is more powerful technology-wise than the computers that Ronald Reagan had to run the free world. This thing, while you lay in bed from 7 p.m. to two in the morning, is your gateway to get out of the thing that you complain about, yet, We'd rather watch fucking entire seasons of Friends again on Netflix. <laughs> or go on Twitter and complain about some dumb shit instead of the, if you leave with anything from my talk this morning, there's only one word that I like and that's accountability. How many people here have a company, how many people here manage or have a company where they have one or more employees? Raise your hand, raise it high. Amazing, good news. If you ever complain about an employee, it's your fucking fault. You hired them. You could literally walk over and be like, hey Sarah, you're fired, asshole. You could. I am remarkably stunned by the lack of accountability in our society. News alert, Russia, Russia didn't go in the booth with you and pull the lever, so stop blaming Facebook, assholes. We, uh, uh, here's one that you won't clap up as much, Everybody shitting on millennials? You fucking parented them, dick face. (laughs) 
they're so entitled because you entered them into a baseball league that gave trophies to eighth place teams, dick face. Everything wrong at VaynerMedia, anything that ever happens, any piece of content, anything that ever happens in my life, 100 fucking percent is my fault. And let me tell you what happens with accountability. You get real happy. When you feel that there's no other source controlling your shit, all of a sudden it gets happier. Your ego and your insecurity doesn't want to take the L. You don't want to admit that you fucked up. Because for some reason, so many of you are living your lives based on other people's opinions, and that is crippling you. So many of the actions in this room, if you're waking up this early to come to this kind of event, I know off the bat, in the beginning, every fucking person here has a percentage from 10% to 100% of living their lives based on other people's opinions. That, to me, is what I want to get to zero. If I could actually get you to one to two percent of living on other people's opinions, you would shit your fucking pants on how happy you would be. You would. You would. No, there's an unbelievable liberating feeling when you can look at your mom and say, Mom, listen, I know you're miserable, but I'm done with this shit, fuck you. And by the way, I just hope everybody understands because I know plenty of you don't know who I am and things of that nature. It's not fun for me to say that. I don't want to disrespect your mom that brought you into this world. I get it. I just know that through the tens of thousands of direct messages and emails that I'm getting every single week that so many people's struggles or not making themselves happy is so predicated on five to seven people in their lives that they don't have the ability to have an actual honest, transparent conversation about what that person's doing to them and the standards or perfection or judgment that they deploy on them is affecting their behavior and I just, Here's what I fear. I feel like so many of you do things, especially with parents, because you don't want to upset them or have confrontations in the short term without realizing that that's gonna lead to 50 years of regret and resentment, and I'd rather you have fights with your parents for a couple of years and then actually have a good relationship than have a shitty one in perpetuity. I know. Literally, do you know how many people here are not executing, and I'm gonna get into social media strategy in a second, do you know how many of you do not execute on social media strategies properly because you're worried when you post something that six pants 44 says you're ugly and then you cripple and then you don't do shit? Like literally there's some anonymous comment of, oh by the way, by the way, if somebody, let's just, Orlando, can we do something here on the record? On the record. On the record, if somebody takes a minute to leave a comment that's negative on your account, they took the time out of their lives to try to drag you down and shit on you, don't be sad for you, be sad for them. People are like, Gary Vee, how do you deal with all that hate? I deal with that hate easily. I look at the comment and they're like, you're full of shit, you suck. And I legitimately process in my head like, fuck. That person's life must suck shit. 
the thought that I would ever spend one second to go to somebody's fucking Instagram account, consume the content, and then say, you suck, is so fucking foreign to me. My friends, negativity can lead at halftime. Kindness always wins the game. Don't get it twisted. So, with that all being said, let me tell you why I'm so passionate this morning. I am blown away that I know 99% of you, regardless of how deep you're in, and I, by the way, it's 100%, including me, we are not taking advantage of how big this technology revolution is. This internet thing is way bigger than we can comprehend because we're living in it. How many people here over 40? Raise your hands. Amazing, let's clap it up for the over 40 crowd. How many people here under 30? Let's clap it up for the youngsters. All right, under 30. Under 30, you're not gonna believe this, but us old fuckers, we lived most of our childhood without the internet. And it was fucking crazy. Let me tell you some stories, kids. Let me tell you how I tried to used to meet up with my friends at the mall. You would talk during school, and you'd be like, yo, Ricky, okay, 4.30 at the fountain by fucking Macy's, got it? Now here's where shit got really fucked up. And this is where I love when everyone's like, oh, I hate all this technology, the old days were better. Was it? Because I recall that when I would go to the mall and can't wait to see Ricky to go play fucking arcade games at the mall, but there was traffic, or his mom was late, and I'd be at the fountain at 4.30, and after about 15 minutes I'd have to give up, and leave, and then at the next day at school, he'd be like, where were you? I was like, by the fountain of Macy's. He's like, fuck, I was by the fountain by KB Toys. <laughs> Kids under 30, we used to not find each other. <laughs> we literally couldn't find each other. We have an incredible ability in society to fear the current and the future and put the past on a pedestal. We put the past on a pedestal and we shit on the current and the future. That is legitimately why a far enormous percentage of people here will not be able to succeed because you shit on this. You underestimate what's actually happening. Let me tell you one thing that connects every person here from the rafters up there. What up, Rick? <laughs> it takes like an hour for it to come up there. You're like, yo, I'm like talking. About Yo, that's uh. The one thing that connects everyone here, regardless of you're winning, you're losing, company, employee, entrepreneur, the one thing from coast to coast that connects every person here is the one asset that we should all be chasing is attention. Before you achieve anything, whatever the hell you came here for, when you go in output to try to create your business, run for mayor, raise money for a nonprofit. no matter what you do, no matter what you try to accomplish when you leave this conference, the one thing that you should be chasing is people's attention. Before you can accomplish selling a sneaker or a cookie or a t-shirt or insurance or whatever you do, you need somebody's attention to tell them. Then your message has to be on point enough to commit them into doing what you'd like. Attention, my friends, is the asset. Nothing 
else is important to me besides attention. The reason I've always adapted to new content and new platforms, the internet itself, email, YouTube, Google AdWords, Facebook, Twitter, podcasting, all of it, the reason I've always done well with that is my religion above anything else is where is the attention today and potentially tomorrow, not what worked yesterday. So many people, yes, I know I'm right. That's why I'm up here, dick. My friends, I love you, Carl. Listen, listen, attention is the asset. It's why everything changes when attention changes. The reason people, the reason there's so much happening in society, globally, not just America. I love how, people don't understand, people are so under Americans suck shit at knowing what's going on in the world. We're so insular. We are. We, you don't understand, what's happening in America is happening all over the world. It's called nationalism. What's happening in America is happening in India. What's happening in America is happening in many places in the world. The reason this is happening is because information is changing. The way we consume information is changing. Amazon growing and gonna destroy Walmart has the same thing to do with the reason why different points of view and opinions happen. There's so much happening and it's amazing. I actually think it's amazing what's happening because we're exposing so much. So much is now getting shed light on because the media is changing. In that macro trend, you need to figure out your micro opportunity. You need to understand For example, I don't care who you are in this room, if you're not buying Facebook and Instagram ads for your ambition, and I'm saying the word ambition, not business, because maybe you want to be the president of the PTA, and that will cost you literally $180 on Facebook if you know what you're doing. You have to understand that no matter what your opinion is of technology, it doesn't care about your opinion and it's gonna continue to do its thing. So many of you are not harnessing the power of this out of ideological points of view and being lazy to not put in the 50 hours of homework to actually be good at it. You know how many people here have run $1,000 on Facebook ads, it didn't work, and are sitting in this conference right now with the opinion that Facebook ads don't work? We have to put in the work. We have to put in the work. This is a remarkable time. And let me tell you why I did not make content that much from 2011 to 2014 on the internet for the people that had been following me. It was because there was nothing remarkable for me at that moment that made me compelled to communicate at a high level. I sit here this morning and stand here in front of you with regret on one of the great accomplishments of my career. I walked into my dad's liquor store business that was doing $4 million a year and very quickly grew it to 30, 40, 50 million dollars in revenue on the back of Google AdWords and email marketing in the late 90s and early 2000s when nobody understood what that was. But I grew it to a $60 million business and the truth is, my friends, it should have been 200 million. I didn't spend enough on Google AdWords when I had the best hand. When I knew Google was special, I spent 50, 60, 70% of my money when it should have been 95. But I kept doing direct mail and I kept doing winespectator.com and I did the star, how many people from Jersey in here? What's up? 
I did the star fucking ledger ad and I did all that shit because I didn't understand how historically special that moment was on Google. That Google was this unbelievable platform that we would continue to use 20 years later to search information and that the ads on it were misunderstood at first for how powerful they were, thus they were underpriced. Amazon was the biggest spender on Google AdWords the first five to six years. They used Google to become Amazon. I know that right this second, as we sit here this morning, that Facebook ads and Instagram ads are that same thing that I lived through in the early 2000s. I know it because I've watched what it's doing for me and for every business I'm associated with, whether it's a client or whether it's a startup or somebody that emails me, oh, 40, 50, 60, 80, 100 times a week telling me that their business sucked shit, then they finally really started listening, started really executing, and good things miraculously happened. How many people here have run Facebook ads and it's done something good for their business? Raise your hand. Actually, stand up, stand up. I want people to feel this visual. I want everybody who's standing and sitting to understand why I'm doing this. Not only have these people seen success, I promise you, and take note of who's standing, and if you don't know them, ask them during intermission. Thank you for standing, you can sit now. I will tell you that if they tell you the truth, they will admit that they're not even that great at Facebook. I'm being serious. It is such underpriced attention that even average execution, even average pictures and videos and words are getting results because the attention is so underpriced. Please, if you leave this conference with anything other than fuck, I wanna go all in on accountability because that's gonna get my mind right and allow me to do shit. Other than that, you have to go all in on Facebook and Instagram. The pricing is so remarkable, it is so underpriced, and all it will take is 20 to 30 hours. Listen to me, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and by the way, I want everybody to know why I'm about to go into this little three minute rant. This is not me being a good guy, this is very selfish. D-Rock, where are you at? Hey D-Rock, let's hear it for D-Rock. T-Rock, can you move and come here? Because I'm, not, I'm about to go into this rant not because I'm gonna be a great guy and want you to like win. I wanna be selfish. I'm about to rant and tell you on the record that 98% of you, Orlando, 99% of you, Orlando, are going to regret this day for the rest of your life. Let me tell you why. Because I'm about, and right now I'm setting up this moment, I'm about to spew something real heavy for four minutes I'm gonna put pressure on you to do it because for 80% of the 99%, if you were to do it, you will see results. Yet, miraculously, 98% of you will do nothing that I'm about to say. Because you're gonna be pumped as fuck right now. Right, you're gonna be like, yes, I'm gonna, f- he's right. I'm gonna fucking do it. Sally, I'm fucking doing it. But next, Tuesday, something bad's gonna happen and because your mind's not right, you're gonna dwell and it's gonna create inaction. You're not gonna do it. And so I'm doing this selfishly because I'm literally gonna take this video, this moment, I'm gonna post it in seven years 
to people that live in Orlando and a hundred mile radius of it. You're gonna watch it in 2025. You're gonna see it and be like, motherfucker. I hope so, darling. If you do me one favor, and you've gotta go see Robert and Tony, and if, I wish I was speaking last, because I would literally tell you fuck faces to stand up now and leave. Because <laughs> nothing in the next 10 minutes that I'm gonna say is anywhere close to as valuable as what I'm about to say. Go home and spend 30 to 50 hours, which is zero time. It's absolutely no fucking time in the scheme of your life. Spend 30 to 50 hours and learn how to be a practitioner in running the ads, AKA targeting people. Targeting real estate agents that live in Kansas and making some reference. The, the, the unlimited nature of the targeting capabilities of Facebook and Instagram is overwhelming. Literally, fans of the New York Jets, literally every brand could get my business if they ran ads against fans of the New York Jets and then the video and picture was contextual to the New York Jets. They would get my business. Learn how to target people. Read, by the way, don't buy some bullshit $9,000 ebook. No, it's free. YouTube, Facebook, Google. You'll get free information, there's tons of it. Go run 10, 30, $80 at a time against your picture and video and written words on Facebook and Instagram and sit back and marvel at how much the results can happen. But rest assure this, if you target somebody perfectly, a stay-at-home mom in Missouri that's into fashion and you've got a fashion stay-at-home mom product, if you target it perfectly, please still know that the picture and the video that you put out is the variable if it will be successful. We target perfectly or extremely well, best in class, consistently, right? Vayner, my team, blah, blah, blah but the variables of our success are remarkably different based on how good the picture and the video is. My friends, right this minute, late August 2018, in your face, in your face, is one of the great business attention opportunities of our lives. It will go away. We will wake up in a decade and Facebook and Instagram won't be winning. MySpace is not winning anymore. Shit changes. MTV's not winning anymore, right? Shit changes, our attention moves. Running ads on MTV in 1984 to teenager, great idea. Today, fucking terrible. <laughs> Running Facebook and Instagram ads today? And by the way, I don't wanna hear well my customers aren't on it. Let me give you a little news alert, everybody. 50 to 80 year olds on Facebook over-indexing and converting better than anybody else. Wow, I was right, you know why? First of all, all of them are on it. Your grandma's on fucking Facebook. <laughs> spewing her politics either to the left or to the right. <laughs> the other amazing things about really fucking old people, they go really slow. <laughs> Which means they consume that shit. The fucking teenager's like <laughs> Like fuck. Grandma Esther, slow as fuck.
if you can go very basic on me and understand a couple of truths. Truth number one, attention is the ultimate asset. It's how everything good ever happens. It's how everything bad ever happens. It's attention. Yeah. You, yes. Done. Nobody else be rude or I'll punch you in the face. (laughs) Listen, listen to me. Attention is the number one asset. You have to figure out how to produce audio, written words, pictures, and videos for Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. The reason to watch my content is not for me to motivate you on Instagram, it's for you to watch what I'm doing in getting people's attention. You should be consuming my content. You could, listen, some people it takes three years to figure out what I'm up to, right? Other people it takes one day, right? That's fine, I don't care about that. The only reason I'd ever want people to continue to follow my content is not for my message, it's super basic. Do the right thing, dick, right? That's my message, cool, let's all move on. The reason to watch my content is to watch how I'm manifesting and creating content on all these platforms contextually to the platform and then for you to replicate it for whatever your mission is. Attention. Number two, just an enormous truth. If you let somebody else's opinion, whether your spouse, your boss, your mom, your aunt, your best friend, if you genuinely, genuinely are living your only life which, oh, by the way, by modern scientific terminology, is 400 trillion to one. If you even could comprehend how ridiculous it is that we are even alive, like literally your mom could have gotten up and got another glass of wine. <laughs> like literally. Like do you understand how ludicrous it is that you have a life? There's nothing mathematically in life that can happen that is more ridiculous than the fact that you got one. You're more likely to get struck by lightning 14 times than have a life. Yet everybody's walking around here like, we fucking deserve it. Like we're coming back. How many people here are living life like they're coming fucking back? Listen, I don't wanna get into religions and shit but you're not coming back, dick. And even if you are, you're gonna be fucking like a rhino or a tree or a rock. Imagine if that's, by the way, I'm gonna go so weird for a minute. Imagine we actually did come back but it had to be a physical object. Could you imagine literally being a tree and sitting there and be like, fuck, I used to be a human. (laughs) If you are living your only life based on your older sister's point of view or guys, please, please deeply understand how truthful Misery Loves Company is. Do you know how much of your mom's advice is predicated on her resentment and regret on the advice her mom gave you and even though she was so pissed at her, she's doing the same shit to you? This is real talk. Please do not live your life based on your mom, definitely not Sally Pants 44 in the Facebook comments. I fucking hate Sally Pants 44. (laughs) And most of all, please stop buying dumb shit to look good in front of people that you don't like in the first place. (laughs) 
And most of all, and this is super contextual to this event, faking it till you make it is very 1987. We now live in a world where transparency has won. Speak the truth. Do the right thing. Kindness is cool. Truth is cool. Don't act like you've made it. Talk about the journey of trying to make it. Authenticity is what rules. In 2006, when I stood up and I started talking and I cursed, it was fundamentally unacceptable. I missed out on 90% of my opportunities. People didn't like it, but I couldn't help it. I'm from Jersey, this is how I talk. And I know that there are people still in this audience that don't love it, and I respect that tremendously. But let me tell you something, in 2018, wearing jeans and a t-shirt and cursing at a public event is a hell of a lot more acceptable than it was 12 years ago. I stuck to my truth. I worked every day from 20 to 30. I worked every day from 20 to 30 and never said a word. I wasn't a 20 year old life coach. I wasn't any of that. I worked and actually built a huge business, built businesses, actually invested in Facebook and Twitter in 2006. I actually did it and then after 20 years of doing it, then I started talking about it a little bit. Faking it to make it is the great flaw of this generation. Please don't do it. Please stop listening to anybody but yourself. Please eliminate negativity from your life because if you want to really win, it is absolutely by reinforcing positivity. So get real quiet in here, get real selective about who you're spending time with, and most of all, understand why I'm pushing you into all this foofy, foofy shit. The reason I'm pushing you into all of this kindness and gratitude and compassion and all this good shit is once you get there, then you can put in the 13, 14, 6, then your mind, do you know how quiet it is up here? Do you know how quiet it is right here for me? I can't hear it. By the way, pay very close attention to what I'm about to say. Not just the negative, the positive too. When I post something, when somebody's like, Gary, you walk on water, you're the best, you're a genius, quiet. I don't hear that either. I'm on my mission, doing my thing, and when it gets quiet, you get fast. The reason I can work 17 hours a day is because I'm not spending 15 hours a day dwelling or looking back. Guys, nobody gives a shit that your brother stole $1,000 from you six years ago. Get over it, dick. Forward, forward, forward. Mindset, all of that leads to one thing. If you do not become a practitioner of how to communicate on the social networks of today, you are 100% irrelevant. Don't like it? Tough. Figure it out, execute it. This is on the record. I don't want you to regret it in seven years and I promise you in seven years, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or Schmitter and Facebook, I will fucking find your attention and I will shit on you for not doing something about it today. Thank you, Orlando.